Welcome to the Ask the Experts podcast. Here's Karen Bhatia. And thank you so much for joining me. We are getting you ready for Saturday night, June 18th's main event. It's a unification fight between Joe Smith Jr. He's taking on the dangerous, undefeated Betterbiev. I'm going to be speaking to main event headliner Joe Smith Jr. and a bunch of other guests, including Nico Ali Walsh, the grandson of Muhammad Ali. We're going to be getting you ready for this massive unification fight. So first up, here is my conversation with Joe Smith Jr. Karambatia here at Madison Square Garden. This is the official press conference for Joe Smith Jr. versus Arthur Betterbeev. Joe Smith, how are you doing, my friend? Doing great. Feeling good. I'm glad to be here and uh, just ready to put on a show. This is obviously a massive opportunity for you, for your career, for your ambitions, a unification fight, um, an undefeated opponent. I mean, where does this rank in terms of opponents and opportunities for you? Hey, this is the top of the ladder right here. I'm unifying three belts, fighting uh, one of the pound for pound best fighters in the world. And um, He's a strong, tough guy with all knockouts. So, you know, it's a fight that fans are going to love. And um, I'm just looking forward to doing it. Last weekend, we saw the Puerto Rican fans come out to support Edgar Berlanga. You're from Long Island. I'm guessing all these fans are going to make the trip over to Madison Square Garden. What do you, what do you feel like the atmosphere and the energy is going to be like on Saturday night? Oh, man, we got a huge crowd coming. And the energy there is just going to be surreal. I can't wait to... Uh, experience it i can't wait to be in the center of that ring you know hearing that bell ring and going to work hearing my fans screaming my name we we know your story and everything that that you've been through you know you've had to work different jobs in your boxing career this this is going to be a, a massive opportunity uh for you so what does it mean i mean when you started boxing did you know that you'd be headlining in madison square garden it was going to be on espn did you did you ever think that was possible you know there was times where at first you know i thought it was possible it was my dream but then there was bumps in the road where you're like this is never gonna happen but i bounced back from everything and i made it here so now we're here and now i just gotta try to take full advantage of it and and speaking of of the adversity that that you have gone through in your career how were you able to to get yourself back up and and get back into contention and, and put yourself back in these opportunities i have a great team you know when I'm when I have a bad day or anything, they always motivate me to work hard. They remind me of what I'm fighting for, and then uh, if they're not doing it, I'm reminding myself. And uh, you know, now I'm fighting for my family, my wife. I got a son on his way, um, my daughter. So, you know, those are things I'm fighting for, and I just remind myself that every day. And uh, I'm gonna go out there and give it my best. How would you say fatherhood has changed your, your perspective on, on what you do for a living? Well, you know, you want to uh, just make sure you're giving it 110%. This way, you know, you're coming out safe and healthy uh, at the end of it all. You, you fought Dimitri Bivol, and, and we saw what Bivol did to Canelo Alvarez. Did you, did you watch the fight? And what were your thoughts on, on Bivol versus Canelo? I thought Bivol did a great job. You know, I expected the fight to go kind of as it went. You know, he um, he's a very smart fighter in there. He figured uh, Canelo out quickly, and uh, he got the job done. 
not not to look ahead because we know this is a huge opportunity versus better BF, but is that a rematch that, that you'd like to see versus, versus Bivol? Hey, if I could get past this guy, I would love to rematch Bivol for all the belts to become undisputed. Before that, of course, it's it's Saturday night against Better BF. I'm sure you've watched tape. You've, you've seen what he can do in the ring. How do you think stylistically it'll, it'll play out on Saturday night? Hey, it's going to be a great boxing match and a great slugfest at the same time because we're both big fighters, big punchers. We both love to fight and we both, you know, we're both very aggressive. So it's going to be a good fight. His fights end in knockouts. We've seen you knock people out of the ring before. We've seen you have a lot of knockouts. Do you think this fight will uh, end up in a knockout? Um, hey, I mean, it's a huge possibility. He's got a 100% knockout ratio. Mine's, mine's up there, too. So we just have to see. Your official on-the-record prediction, what's what's going to happen on Saturday night? I just believe it's going to be a great fight. I don't, I can't predict it, a knockout or distance, but it's going to be it's going to be a great show. And and finally, we we know the Long Island supporters are going to make the trip over for this. Your your message to your fans and your supporters. Um, just that I appreciate you all, all, everyone coming out to support me. Love you, and uh, can't wait to put on a great show for you. Joe Smith Jr. is taking on. And bring home three belts. There you go. It's a unification fight against Arthur Betterbeev. It's happening on ESPN Saturday night, June 18th, here from Madison Square Garden. Joe Smith, thank you so much. And best of luck. All right. Thank you. That was this Saturday night's main event headliner, Joe Smith Jr. Up next, it's Muhammad Ali's grandson trying to make his own legacy. And that is Nico Ali Walsh. Karambatia here at Madison Square Garden here with Nico Ali Walsh. Of yeah. course, Muhammad Ali's grandson, that's yes. the storyline. You just knocked out your opponent in the first round at the end of April. We're looking forward to seeing you in the ring again. Is there anything you could share about the next time we're going to see you in there again? My next fight to me personally is special. Um, and yeah, I don't know. I mean, I've just been on a high, high trajectory in terms of learning and growing in boxing. So I think you'll see another jump for the next fight. Five fights. They've been televised here on ESPN. That's a lot of pressure, right? That's not normal for a fighter in his fifth fight to be right. on ESPN. I mean, what, what is that pressure like? I mean, I don't really feel the pressure because obviously it's because of my grandfather and I've always had that pressure since I was literally born. Um, so I'm just used to it at this point and I'm blessed that I'm able to uh, be a part of, you know, this journey. Being Muhammad Ali's grandson, I mean, was there really anything else you could have done with your life besides boxing? Of course, you know, but it, even if I was in like, it would have definitely been a sport. So even if I was in football, they would have been comparing me to my grandfather. If I was a painter, they would have been comparing me to my grandfather. So I don't know, boxing just got me at a young age. And I think my grandfather had something to do with that. And with, with your grandfather's legacy, I mean, we see here the butterfly, we see unfinished legacy. I see yes. butterflies here. So you, oh, yeah, I love you've, thing. you've, but you know, you're, you're with your father, your grandfather's legacy. I mean, you're, you're enhancing it. You're continuing it, right? You didn't shy away from that. You didn't say, I want to make my own path. You wanted to almost continue his legacy. So when did you make that decision? Yeah. So, I mean, I am continuing my grandfather's legacy, but of course I want to make my own. Yeah. Um, but he's the blueprint. Like he's, he's, this is what he did. I want to do that except do it myself, my own way. Um, and he's just my idol. I look up to him. He's a lot of people's idol for everything he did. One thing about your grandfather was not only did he do it and perform at the highest possible level in the boxing ring, but he was, he was outspoken for social causes. That's very rare for any athlete, especially of that level, to, yeah. to do that. 
Um, what do you think about it was about him that, that he was able to sacrifice everything to say these social causes are just as important as what I'm doing in the ring, if not more important? You know, I don't know. He just had something different with him. Uh, you know, you don't see that a lot nowadays, but uh, that's what my family has. That's what I have. We have we have that conviction and we have that uh, that mindset where if, if we believe in something, we'll stand up for it no matter what. So it's it's a special thing to have, and I'm, I'm blessed that I I was raised that way. So and, and for you to be here at Madison Square Garden, we know yes. what what your grandfather did here. This weekend, we have Joe Smith Jr. taking on Arthur Betterbeev. You're here supporting other fighters on the, yes. on the undercard. So who are you supporting, and how do you see that main event playing out as well? The event's going to be great. I know it's not going to be... It, I really don't think it's going to be one-sided. I think it's going to be a back-and-forth action kind of fight. But I'm here because of Troy Isley and Bruce Carrington, Shushu. Um, so I, I was with them throughout the whole camp. And, uh, yeah, I'm here to support them. They're going to show what they've been working on and... Uh, yeah, I'm just excited for Saturday. And uh, for all the fans of your grandfather, they now get to see you in the ring. I mean, what would be your message to people who watch your grandfather and now can and now see you? You know, thank you for the continued support. Thank you for supporting my grandfather, of course, and then supporting me. Uh, this is what it's all about. I'm trying to, you know, keep the memory alive and, and do my own thing with boxing, something I love. And. Final question. You mentioned you have a fight scheduled. You have a date. You can't share it yet, yeah. but you said it's meaningful. So I have it's to meaningful ask. Meaningful to me. I have to ask. Is there what's the re is there a reason that it's meaningful? Are you allowed to share that? I can't. Okay. I'll get in trouble. Okay. I can't because even if I were to give a hint, you would know exactly what I'm talking about. So, but soon I will be able to tell. Very very soon. Okay. Um. So yeah. Once I can't wait to talk to you about it. Once I can tell. All right, well, we're looking forward to that. Nico Ali Walsh, thank you so much for the time. Of course. Thank you, guys. That was Nico Ali Walsh, Muhammad Ali's grandson, proudly representing that legacy. We're going to switch gears back to the main event on Saturday night, June 18th, Joe Smith Jr. versus Better Biev. And we're going to be talking to Carl Moretti. We're going to get into some fun topics. We're going to talk some golf. We're going to talk some boxing. So here is my conversation with Carl Moretti. Karambati here at Madison Square Garden with Carl Moretti of Top Ranked. Carl, how you doing, my friend? All good. We got a lot yeah. to talk about. We got boxing, we got golf. You got a couple rounds in last week, right? Yesterday, I played Sleepy Hollow, okay. which is interesting. Yeah. Day before I played, and then I played last week as well, and I'm playing early Saturday morning before the fight. Is your swing out of the winter mode? Yes. Are you in yes. the summer mode where... Uh, not full summer, Yeah. but... The irons are on fire. Okay. I'm still having problems getting off the tee. Yes. But the only way to do that is to play more, and that's what I certainly intend on doing now that we're done with this global tour we just got through with. Right. You were you were all over. Top rank was with a lot of events. You're you, you're having trouble off the tee. What's your big What's your miss off the tee? Slice. Slice. Are you doing a little over the top action? Is that no? I'm opening the club when I come down to the bottom. So that's what's pushing okay. the And I normally just really use a three-wood off the tee. I don't really go to the driver a lot, unless it's wide. But it's opening the club at the end, and it's just, you know, getting in front of you, and it's just habit. Well, you don't want to sacrifice that distance, though. You want to be able to take out the big stick when you need it, right? No, I'm okay giving up the distance, because okay. as long as I can get to my irons, which is the strength of my game, it's like boxing. If you got a jab, use it. If I can get to the irons, get to the irons, and that's the only way to get to the irons is to get in the fairway. You can't get to the irons from the rough. So if you put it in a fairway, you can play off your irons. And, and you mentioned the jab in boxing. We're here 
Arthur Betterbiev versus Joe Smith Jr. This is a huge fight. Last weekend, we had Edgar Berlanga. We had the Puerto Rican fans out. What do you think about boxing at Madison Square Garden? These are home games for you, so this is great for you, right, on a personal level. This is terrific. When I do shows, when we do shows in New York, I don't have to stay in New York. I don't have to stay in a hotel room. So I love shows in New York, despite the costs. You know, we love it in New York. Yeah, it's two in a row. It's the end of a little bit of a, a hot streak where we started with uh, Tyson Fury and 94,000 in England. Then we had two shows in May with Michaela coming back, and then... We went to Australia for the lightweight championship with Haney, and then we went to Japan with Inoue and Donaire. And now we're back-to-back -back with shows in New York, so it's, uh, it's a good run. Getting those frequent flyer miles. Past two million miles on United. And I was told by the captain, he came back, he congratulated me, and I said, shouldn't you be flying a plane? So they congratulated me, but it was on autopilot. So Do you at least get upgrades with, the, with that I kind do. of status? I do. I have, a, I have a lifetime status now with yeah. United. Which uh, I guess is a good thing. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, I mean, it says a lot, but I don't know what it's. I mean, if you're flying out of Newark, that that's a that's good it. that's a good airline to have. Um, in terms of Berlanga and the Puerto Rican fans, right? Top Rank's leaning into this, bringing the fans out. Same thing now with Long Island fans, right? On, on Saturday night, coming out for mm -hmm. Joe Smith. So obviously that was somewhat of a strategic decision, I'm sure. What, what's the thought process in that, in getting these these hometown fighters here in, in the Garden? It, it made a lot of sense, you know. First of all, Puerto Rican Day weekend is a is a natural for us. We do it every year. We're going to continue to do it every year. So that's, and it just so happened that the date coming from ESPN was the following week, and that's where this fight landed on, obviously. But this fight belongs in New York, you know, it just, it just does. And from a production point of view and a marketing point of view, it's two totally different crowds, so you're okay going back to back, and hence that's why we're here. And that's going to go down on Saturday night. Now, got to ask you about golf news. We know, first of all, it's U.S. Open week. It's actually making for a kind of interesting situation because a lot of these folks who went to the Live Golf Tour um, and, and played in London are actually able to play in the U.S. Open because it's a USGA event. Even though they're banned from the PGA Tour, they can still play majors. Your thoughts on uh, golfers making that jump and taking the money and, and going to a rival tour? It, it's... Getting a little like boxing, right? Right. Know, with, with this controversy with money and everything like that, I mean, what a money. shock! Yeah. The Saudis have money, but yeah. you know, in one stretch, the Saudis are involved in uh, European soccer all over the place. They own teams. I'm sure they own a lot of businesses that we're not even aware of. So you might as well just accept it that that money is going to be in sports. I understand both sides of the story. You know, it's funny on the undercard here we have Kieran Malloy who's literally right off the boat from Ireland. You know, I mean, he is 100%. He's one of Jamie and Michael's fighters. So he's on the card and he's tight with Rory McIlroy and they all know each other. So they get what he's talking about 100%. For us, it's a little different in golf because no one ever, you know, thinks about it like this, but it's good to see this, you know, I understand it, you know, for a guy who isn't gonna make a lot of money and he's getting paid just to show up and play three rounds, how do you not take it? You know, it's. You know, we've seen this in boxing a lot, so it's it's funny to see it. You understand both sides. I think eventually, you know, the problem is if these guys aren't allowed to play in the majors, then you're going to have a lot of drawback because that's really all these guys are playing for is being in the majors. That's what hurts or helps TV ratings. So if these guys aren't allowed to be playing in the Masters and the U.S. Open, then you'll see a lot of kickback. I don't think they care that they're 
not playing in the FedEx Open in Memphis. Right. Too much. Well, a lot of them are, are probably thankful that they can play less golf mm -hmm. and make more money. Yeah. Um, we should figure that out. Right, yeah. <laughs> and uh, it, it seems like they will be able to play in the majors, but the question is other tour events, Ryder Cup, President's Cup, things like that. Um, you mentioned it's similar to boxing. I mean, that happened to one of your fighters, right, when a new entity came in with, with Tiafimo and, and took, tried to take him away for... It. How'd that work? Out? <laughs> well, that was my question. That's, yeah, you, you're kind yeah. of more sympathetic then, in a way, to, yeah. to, the, to the cause, because yeah, it happened you know, firsthand. Yeah. yeah. I mean, these, the, the quickest way to become a millionaire in boxing is to start as a billionaire. So if you keep along those lines, that could happen. Um, so steady as she goes, you know, listen, it's, it's water under the bridge. It happened. You move on. But you understand that, you know, boxers, golfers, they're in it for the money. And you go from there. And then I brought up Tio. We know he's going to be back in August. Um, moving up in weight, what, what do you expect to see from the comeback here? Well, I think the fact that he's going to 140 is going to be a tremendous help. I mean, that's, you know, he really, he stayed at 35 to win the title. And then Lomachenko came in. And, you know, how do you turn that down? And he, and he really did to Lomachenko what nobody else ever did or might ever do again. So praise for that. You had some problems after that with COVID and the whole Persimmon thing and, and whatnot. But I think to move to 140 is going to help him tremendously. Uh, he seems to be refocused and everything like that. And we expect him to get back on that train. And I'm going to ask you two final questions here. These are put you on the spot questions, OK? If, if, if you're ready for this. US Open this week, your pick. Who takes down the US Open? Xander Sheffley. OK. And Rory McIlroy right down on Sunday at the end of it. And who's on top? I'll go with Xander. It's fine. Because it's Andy Zayas, and he didn't get to fight on Puerto Rican Day weekend, so we're going to spread that love okay. around. Okay, okay. Right. It's for the namesake. Okay. I asked Bob Arum this last week. I, I spoke to him. We talked about Tyson Fury coming out of retirement to face the winner of Usyk Joshua. Bob Arum's answer, is there any question about that? Of course he will, essentially confirming that Tyson Fury will come out of retirement. Will Tyson Fury come out of retirement to take on the winner of Joshua Usyk too? If it's Anthony Joshua, 100%. You know, if it's Usyk, I think it comes down to, okay, do you want all four belts and does he still do it? Probably. If it's Anthony Joshua, you know, it's a no-brainer. If it's Usyk, I think there's a little bit of thought in it. He probably still does it because as great as Usyk is, um, he could handle Usyk a lot better than Joshua could, I think, in two fights. He asked for $500 million <laughs> for nice Usyk. Number. Well, we talked about that whole billionaire to millionaire. Do you think, is that posturing? Is that pricing himself out? What's, what does 500 million mean? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> I don't know how to write it, so I can't, tell you, I can't tell you what it means. So I have no idea, you know? Carl Moretti, I want to thank you so much for the time. Breaking down golf, breaking down boxing. Yeah. we got a fun event here on Saturday night at we the do. Garden, and uh, I'm looking forward to it. I, I, shout out to Kenobio. Yes, shout out to our man, Dan. All right. Thank you so much. And there you have top ranks. Carl Moretti. This event on Saturday night, June 18th, is going to be at Madison Square Garden. There's been so many big events, including Amanda Serrano versus Katie Taylor. That was a massive event this year at MSG. And I'm going to be talking to Joel Fisher. He's the executive vice president of Marquee Events at Madison Square Garden. He's been there for 38 years. We're going to talk to him about the history of the garden and some events coming up. 
Karen Batia here at Madison Square Garden. It's the Arthur Betterbiev versus Joe Smith Jr. press conference here with Joel Fisher, the executive vice president of Marquee Events at Madison Square Garden. Did I get that right? You got that exactly <laughs> right. Very good. And this isn't your first time around the block here. You've been involved in Madison Square Garden for, for a long time. How long have you been involved here? I've been working at the garden here for 38 years, believe it or not. So you've seen so many big events, and it, it seems like we're getting a lot of amazing boxing events. Last weekend, we had Edgar Berlanga representing Puerto Rico, and, and the fans came out. It was a sellout in the Hulu Theater. Mm -hmm. um, this weekend, we got Better Bia versus Joe Smith. This is a unification fight. We had Katie Taylor versus Amanda Serrano, an unbelievable event. What, what do you think about the recent boxing events here at the Garden? They've all been great, and you know we've always prided ourselves on being the mecca of boxing and doing a lot of boxing here. We don't do boxing just to do boxing. We do the fights that make sense to, to take place here. So um, it's been a lot of great activity. We have great relationships with all of the promoters. Um, they all want to be here. All the fighters don't feel that they've made it unless they've fought at Madison Square Garden. So um, we're very excited about what we've done and what we'll continue to do. And how do you see the future of not just combat sports, but all the events here? I mean, this is still the marquee place. They call it, in boxing, we call it the mecca of boxing, right? I mean, how do you see boxing playing out here in the future? Are we going to see a lot of events here? Oh, absolutely. You know, we'll continue pursuing all of the bi biggest and best fights. Um, again, the fights that make sense here. We're not just going to do fights to have fights that won't sell. We need to do fights that will sell out, whether it's the theater or the arena. Um, and there's a lot of fights out there and a lot of good fighters. The, the, the fighting game, boxing is really picked up. Um, and so we're excited about the future and what, what's, what's coming. You mentioned you've been here, working here for 38 years, and I'm sure you've seen ebbs and flows, you've seen an evolution. How have things changed from the beginning when you were here to, to now? You know, the garden has always been the garden. It's been the place to be. It's been the place where, whether it's a sports figure, an entertainer, a singer, a boxer, um, any athlete, um, they don't feel that they've made it unless they've played Madison Square Garden. So it's always been that place that, that everybody wants to perform at. Um, the atmosphere here is like nothing else. You mentioned the, the women's fight between Amanda Serrano and Katie Taylor. Um, that atmosphere was unreal. Um, and in the garden is part of what makes that up. And that was an historic event. And we're known, and we continue to do historic events, and we will continue to do historic events. So the garden from day one has been the world's most famous arena, and to this day is still the world's most famous arena. And we will continue to be the world's most famous arena. And I wanted to ask you, you, you brought up Katie Taylor versus Amanda Serrano, and it was such a big moment, not just for women's boxing, but for boxing in general and for the sport. And one of the most amazing things, I was in the building, I'm, I'm sure you were here too it was so electric and the fight actually over delivered on the hype I and mean, it was an unbelievable back and forth fight it could have gone either way katie taylor got the the win in the end what, what did you make of that i mean is that just you know you draw it up a certain way you have the promotion like we have here you never know if the fight's going to deliver that event delivered it 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 more than delivered and and you're absolutely right the, a lot of times you've got these great events and there's a lot of hype and a lot of anticipation and sometimes the event doesn't live up to what it what it what you hoped it would be this particular fight 
surpassed any of our imagination with the fight itself, the promotion behind it, the worldwide promotion and attention that, that took place. It was historic. It was historic for women's boxing. It was historic for boxing. Um, and as you just said, I, I would think that it's right up there for the fight of the year. It was such a great event. Um, and yeah, it could have gone either way. Katie Taylor was the champ, so you show Amanda really had to beat her. She didn't. Um, but both women should be really proud. And I, I've gotten to know both women, and they said it was one of the best nights of their life, if not the best night, of, <coughs> excuse me, of their life, fighting here and seeing the crowd and seeing the reaction of everybody. It was an incredible night. It was absolutely electric. You had Amanda Serrano with the Puerto Rican fans, and then you had the Irish fans who were just as loud, if not louder. Last weekend, we had Edgar Berlanga. He brought up the Puerto Rican fans. The Puerto Rican Day Parade was happening. Final question for you, because I know we have the press conference yep. starting. We have Joe Smith from Long Island. The atmosphere last time was electric with Puerto Rican fans. We know Joe Smith, local kid. Yeah. There's going to be a lot of people supporting him. What do you expect the atmosphere to be like on Saturday night? Uh, I think it's going to be tremendous. I think this is a, a fight to fight for the belt, you know, and um, it, it's both boxers have incredible power. You could see a knockout early. You could see it going the whole 10 rounds. Um, this is going to be one hell of a fight, and and I think it's a 50-50 fight. You know, one one of these guys lands a punch, fight's over, and that could happen. These guys both have power; they're both great fighters. Um, it's going to be another great night of boxing here at the Garden. Absolutely, it's coming your way Saturday night. It's Arthur Betterbiev versus Joe Smith Jr. It's a unification fight's happening here at Madison Square Garden. It's on ESPN. Joel Fisher, thank you so much for the time. My pleasure. That was Joel Fisher representing MSG. Up next, our final guest of the episode. It's the promoter for Joe Smith Jr., and that is Joe DeGuardia. Karambatia here at Madison Square Garden with the CEO, founder, Joe DeGuardia of Star Boxing. Joe, how are you doing, my friend? Doing well, Karen. Happy to be here. And we have a massive fight here at Madison Square Garden. This is a unification fight. Arthur Betterbiev is taking on Joe Smith Jr., it's going to be fireworks. We know Better BF has knocked out every single opponent. Joe Smith has knocked people out of the ring, as we've seen in the past. I mean, what do, what do you expect to see on Saturday night? Oh, I expect to see, you know, people have said fireworks and action and everything else. I expect to see more than bombs. I expect to see nuclear, <laughs> nuclear attacks. Both of these guys are nuclear with their, with their punching power, their, um, their grit, their determination. You know, better be after his last fight, the blood's dripping out, the whole bit. Joe Smith in the fight against Vlasov, you know, had to dig down deep. You know, these are guys that Joe Smith fought with 10 rounds or 8 rounds with a broken jaw. You know, they're, they're guys who have that characteristic that they're going to keep fighting. These are, tough, these are tough guys, these are tough basically, guys. right? These are tough guys, and they're both world champions, and they both want it. And you've been with Joe Smith for almost 10 years. He's a Long Island kid. Last weekend, we saw the Puerto Rican fans come out for Berlanga. What do you expect to see on Saturday night in terms of the Long Island oh, crowd making their way to MSG? something special. You'll see them all out there. You'll see the flags waving. You'll see, you know, you'll see action. It's going to be special. It's going to be great. The garden's going to be, the theater at the garden is going to be rocking. Uh, and it's going to be Long Island fans. Crazy Joe Smith fans. And your, your job as a as a promoter, you want to give your fighters the best possible opportunities. Now, 
No one has been able to crack the, the better be a puzzle here, right? He's won every single fight by knockout. He's ended careers. When you were looking at this matchup, I mean, was there any hesitation at all that, that you said, oh, I'm going to put my guy in against someone as dangerous as this? No hesitation. I got to tell you, years ago, 2014, I matched up Chris Algieri against Ruslan Provodnikov. He was the other Russian killer. Right. Okay, and everybody said, what are you doing? How are you going to do this to that kid? He's a school kid, yeah. you know, he's a nutritionist, the whole bit. Right. Uh, you're going to get him killed. Yeah. Right? Chris Algieri won the championship of the world. Yes. When I saw this fight on the horizon, I've been trying to make this fight for a couple of years. And look, it's a tough fight. It's the biggest plateau type fight you can go for. Yeah. But I love it. I love the fight. I love the opportunity for Joe. And really, I think... When you have the opportunity to slay the giant, yeah. that's the best thing in life. And that's really what he's doing. It's the common man going up against the king. That's what it is. And if you, you mentioned Chris Algieri versus Provodnikov, I mean, just to provide even a little bit more context, Provodnikov was the destroyer at that point, knocking people out. Chris Algieri was undefeated, so you're kind of putting that, that record on the line there. Um, and he got knocked down twice in that fight. with the hurt his eye, could barely see, and, and got the win. So he had to go through adversity. Um, do you expect Joe Smith to have to go through adversity against Betterbeev? Yeah, look, I mean, you never know when you're walking into the fire how much of that fire is going to be hitting you, okay? And certainly in this particular fight, we know both guys going in recognize that they're going to have to possibly go through a real fire. And uh, I'm confident, I'm actually confident both of them have the ability to deal with adversity. And I just uh, think that, yes, Joe has the grit, determination, and character to fight through that, to pull up that something special and come through. We know that both these guys have knockout power. Do you expect to see a knockout in this fight in terms of yeah. the finish, the way it ends? When, you, when you're looking at the fight and you're evaluating the fight, you yeah. gotta look at it and say, you know what, this probably doesn't go to full 12. Yeah. But knowing both of their determination and grit, yeah. you know, look, you never know what's gonna happen when that bell rings, but don't blink. And this is a fight that can end so quick with both of these guys. It absolutely is a, is a Joe uh, don't blink fight. We know that Joe Smith actually took on Dimitri Bivol. Dimitri Bivol took down the pound for pound number one fighter in Canelo Alvarez. We don't want to overlook Arthur Betterbeev in any way because he's, he's a huge challenge. But if Joe Smith gets past him, is that a rematch that, that you want for your fighter? You know, look, again, we we're talking the earth, and obviously we're focused on Betterbeev, who's you know, a formidable opponent on Saturday. Uh, I know that Joe Smith wants me to get him Bivol to avenge that fight. You know, he feels, as we all do, he's a much better fighter now, Joe Smith being, and that he's learned an awful lot from that Bivol fight. Uh, so from that perspective, you know, he wants that fight bad. And that's been his marching orders. And I wanted to ask you a little bit about, about your career. And, and you've been promoting for such a long time. You've sold out. You've had, what, 42 consecutive sellouts, I believe it was, at the, in, in Long Island. Um, and what you're doing with Starbucks. I mean, what has been your key to the longevity and also to the success? You know, I think a lot of it is uh, similar to the characteristics of a fighter. You know, grit, determination, pushing through. A lot of times you have to deal with a lot of adversity when you're promoting. Um, but it's pushing through it and, you know, taking those shots and keep getting back up. <laughs>
and that that's uh, symbolic of, of your fighter on Saturday night with Joe Smith. Uh, it's it's going to be it's a virtual sellout already here uh, on Saturday night. June has been a particularly good month for Long Island fighters, right? That yes. the Chris Algieri fight we mentioned. There've been there've been others. So do we expect that June that luck of of, of June well, for Long Island fighters is going to continue, right? Certainly, the stars are aligning. Yes. You know when you look at things like this week in June, that's uh, Chris won it this week in June. Joe Smith burst on the scene six years ago to the day that he's fighting better VF on Saturday. June 18th, six years ago, is when he fought as a 22 to 1 underdog against Fanfara and knocked out Fanfara in the first. So, yeah, the uh, stars do align for this date and everything else. If somebody's into numbers, yeah. it works. The, the numerologist out there, this is it's all set up here uh, for a big performance from Joe Smith. So, just to close it out, um, you know, everything Joe's, Joe's been through, I mean, he's been through adversity, he's gone up from, from that, and now he's back in this position. You as a promoter, I mean, obviously you want to have a successful business, but what you're able to do for fighters and give them the, these opportunities, he's headlining here at the Hula Theater in Madison Square Garden. He's getting this huge opportunity on ESPN. I talked to him, he, he said at times when he was growing up and you know wanted to be a fighter and he's worked other jobs, or he didn't know that this was possible, but, but you are part in his hard work and your hard work have made this possible. So what does that mean for you to do that for a Joe Smith Jr. Well, look, those, these are the things that make it so rewarding. Yeah. You know, you go through so much heartache in boxing. People don't know what really happens behind the scenes. Yeah. And, you know, everybody thinks it's okay. Just give him this, give him that, you know. And it's, it's a difficult process. Yeah. But when you get and see your guys getting to this kind of stage, yeah. you know, it's rewarding. You know, you feel like you've done a lot and you've done for other people too. Um, and, you know, it's one of the things that we strive to, you know, to take a guy and develop him up from the ground and right. build him up. And, you know, now you're fighting here, the Mecca of boxing, in a unification match, you know, setting yourself up for your future. Uh, it's rewarding. And final question, just to close it out. It's happening Saturday, June 18th. I think we know why, but let's hear from your words. Why should people watch this fight on Saturday? <laughs> How could you not? Right. You know, if, if you like boxing, or if you like, listen, most people like to see two people fighting on the street, right? right? But if you want to see high level, two champions fighting against each other, putting everything on the line, and doing that knowing that both of these guys have the styles that make for crushing, thrilling fights, and then couple that with one power knockout, one punch knockout power, forget it. This is the fight you got to see. There you have it. It's happening on Saturday, June 18th, here at Madison Square Garden. It's going to be on ESPN. Joe DeGuardia, thank you so much. Thank you, Carl. And that brings us to the end. Thank you so much for joining me, and thank you to my guests. If you want to follow us, uh, you can follow at A-T-E underscore podcast. That's on Instagram and Twitter. If you want to follow my personal channels, it's at C-U-R-R-A-N-B-H-A-T-I-A on Instagram and Twitter. That's at Karan Bhatia at, on Instagram and Twitter. Please subscribe on YouTube, youtube.com backslash Karan Bhatia. Uh, please check out uh, our show on iTunes. Hit subscribe. Give us a five-star review. If you want to email the show, it's asktheexpertspod at gmail.com. I am Karan Bhatia. And this was Ask the Experts. Thank you for listening to Ask the Experts with Karen Bhatia. 